Smartcast. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to the Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by the Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. My next guest piqued my interest and so I invited her to be a part of the ethical evolution. Jennifer Pearson is based in North Carolina, USA and is a shamanic minister, spiritual coach, Reiki master and soon to be shamanic breathwork facilitator. Of course, everything within her wheelhouse got me curious and I had to ask a lot of curious questions just like, what exactly does a shamanic minister do? I am super keen to try the shamanic breathwork though, despite Jen's description of her experience. So let's open up our minds and sink in for how shamanic principles align with the mission of this very podcast. Welcome Jennifer to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Now, can you tell us about who you are and what you do? Sure. I am Jen Pearson. I am a Reiki master, shamanic minister, and um, soon-to-be shamanic breathwork facilitator. And I do some spiritual coaching as well. So I do some energy work. I do some coaching um, and kind of piece that all together in, in my own style. And, and if you've listened to any of my episodes on the podcast, um, you'll understand how curious I am about this realm and um, yeah. all the weird questions I ask because I ask the stuff nobody asks. <laughs> yeah, um, I just had this discussion with someone yesterday. I, I love all of my clients are like, this is going to sound weird, yes. but and I'm like, no, everything sounds weird. That's the whole, that's kind of the joy of the whole thing. It's always weird. It's yeah. it's so funny when you talk to people who are, who don't know anything about this and you go, okay, this is going to sound weird, a little bit woo woo, just roll with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so can you explain to us then uh, in, in a greater detail um, what a shamanic minister does? Sure. So shamanism around the world, the, there is different, um, shaman in Peru is different than a shaman in Siberia, is different than a shaman in, you know, somewhere else, and a Native American shaman. And shamanism as a whole, at its core, is about oneness, oneness with people, with the elements, with nature, with the spirits, 
Um, and so that's where we work from. And the, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a shaman, but a shamanic minister. And I do use some shamanic techniques. And so when I'm doing energy work with a client, sometimes I will call on the spirits or we do what's called a journey, which is kind of like meditation on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you you'd kind of almost travel to the spirit world and, and, um, that can kind of unlock some subconscious things that are, that are really fascinating and, and can bring about really deep healing, mm. uh, things that you weren't aware of consciously. Yeah. Um, and again, if you've heard of any recording with me, um, I, uh, go on constantly about my sound healer who I've been seeing for a year and a half and, incredible healing in that time I've become a completely different person and I've let go of a lot of the you know the the program stuff that that gets you know piled on as we you know grow up um all the hereditary stuff um even now um just this last week um we had um a remote session and um it turns out that the soul of um, a miscarried baby from my grandmother was holding onto my arm throughout the session. Wow. It was incredible. Um, so, you know, um, and I know that <laughs> sounds super weird to some people, but to you, you've yeah. just gone, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, it did. I mean, it wasn't, this wasn't the norm for most of my life. You know, this, that would have been, and, and even I was skeptical. I mean, part of it was programmed skepticism. You know, I, I believed one thing and was told something else, mm. so was taught to repress it or ignore it or it was wrong. Mm. Um, and then, you know, some of it was just, I didn't believe it either. I didn't believe in past lives. I didn't believe in a lot of that stuff. And now it's like, okay, you know, you have enough experiences mm. and there's something to it. I can't say I totally understand it. I can't say I can logically explain it or wrap my head around it, but I know it's there. Yeah. 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 I also went through a, a previous and future life journey uh, session as well, which was incredible, um, where you actually experience your own death in a previous life. That. Yeah is life-changing. <laughs> it yeah. really makes you look at life in a very different way and why you're here and what your purpose is. Um, Absolutely. So the energy work that you do, um, can you tell us about how you actually have helped some people through that healing? Sure. Uh, people come for all different reasons. A lot of the people that I see are dealing with anxiety or um, depression or, or something that they emotionally want to get through and get over. And so we work sometimes to bring whatever their blockages, whatever's holding them back to conscious awareness so that they can actually work on it and change it if they choose to change it. Not everyone chooses to change it. And, you know, then there's also people who come in with physical ailments. You know, I've had a, a client of mine who I've seen for years for other issues and she came in, she had a problem with her hip. She'd been to physical therapy and she'd been to her doctor and she'd had x-rays and MRIs and they couldn't find a problem. And we spent about an hour doing energy work with it. And she said it felt better than after any of the other treatment. And, you know, I, there's still a piece of me that says, well, probably helped that you had physical therapy and you had, you know, yeah. other treatments too, <laughs> yeah. but it's nice to know that it, it does bring results. So there are people who, who say they get, once that conscious awareness of the issue comes in then there's that way to say, now I'm empowered. Mm. Now I can do something about this. You know, now my life is in my own hands and I can choose what I want to do with it. And so a lot of the clients I work with, that's the people that they are, are the ones who have said, you know, wait a second, 
I've been following somebody else's rules all this time. Mm. And I'm starting to feel like I don't want to. And they're not always at the point yet where they say, I don't want to, and I know that I can do it. But they're at that point where they know they're not happy. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, it almost is you reach a point where you go, you've tried everything else and this this is your last resort. Um, yeah. And I know for me, oh, God, I'm glad. It's the best thing I've ever done, to be honest. So um, you're talking about uh, the breath work that you do. How is the breath work that you do different from others? So I know I've had experience with like soma breath work and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's yours all about? So shamanic breath work is, it was created by um, or derived, it's, it's kind of a, a few different things. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda Starwolf is who started it. And Starwolf has several books out that you can check out that talk about just kind of how it came about and what the purpose was. They, they won't teach you how to do it because ideally you do it with a facilitator so that if big emotional changes come up, if something happens, you've got someone there to help you process through it. You're not mm. going to just be stuck. You know, now you're in this crisis. Yeah. Um, but shamanic breathwork is a, an immersive experience. So it's not just a, a way to breathe, to bring about better vitality or whatever else a lot of the breathwork um, things do. Shamanic breathwork is immersive. You will be there from an hour, sometimes two hours, and there's music involved. Mm-hmm. And the music is attuned to the chakras. And so it's this amazing experience where the breath helps to facilitate a, a altered consciousness. So similar to the effects of psilocybin, like mushrooms and, and different psychedelics yep. that can, you know, open that piece of the mind with the oneness and with, you know, conscious awareness and can bring all these things to light. You can do that just with breath and music. And it's really, it's, it's amazing. I, I found it not Star Wolf's brand of breathwork, but a different um, shamanic type breathwork. And I went to check it out and I knew nothing about it. And it just called to me for some reason. And I went to this two hour session. It was held in a yoga studio in town and the breathing was intense and the music was intense and, and everything was happening. And I had this vision of this snake that came and sort of enveloped and like we're talking about this is going to sound weird this is going to sound really weird (laughs) they came and sort of enveloped me so that it was like I was looking through its eyes and when it did that when we merged like that I had this feeling of confidence like I've never had in my life and that's something that I had struggled with for a long time not having that conscious not not having my own power and so this snake showed me this power that I had never felt and there were spirits involved and there was other, other things that had happened. And I was coming out of it. And when we finished, I had a hard time grounding and I just felt spacey. And I was like, wow, this was so amazing. I can't wait to break this all down and, you know, really figure out what's happening. And I said to the facilitator, you know, I had this amazing experience and there was this snake and I explained the whole thing. And she just looked at me and went, wow, well, that's cool. (laughs) <laughs> and and that was the end of it. And I thought, okay, there's definitely something to this and I need to find out more, but this is definitely not the person I need to find out with. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it was about a two year journey from there that led me to Star Wolf and her training. And, and that's been fantastic. So I love it. So you now uh, do those sessions with other people? Not yet. No. Um, 
November 6th, I think it is, is the last day of the facilitator training. All so right. In, by mid-November, I'll be able to do sessions with others. Cool. Yep. And I'm excited. with a lot of the work that you do, have you been able to do that remotely this year as well? Yeah, some of the coaching I can do remotely. I can do some energy work remotely. Some clients say that they feel like it's stronger and they like the remote energy yeah. work. Um, plus, they don't need as much time to sit still. They don't need to to schedule the drive yeah. to the office and be on the table. And um, we tend to do, I do remote energy work and then do a meditation or a journey with them. Yeah. Um, just a drum journey. But they, some people love it and think it's stronger and other people don't. They like being on the table. They mm. like having the tactile. Yeah. I've found. So mixed um, reviews. Yeah. The remote healing is is very powerful. Um, I, I was a bit sceptical at first, but w- during the height of corona, um, I, I did it for the first time and I was like, wow, it was, um, you know, really amazing. Um, however, you know, there's nothing like, you know, experiencing it in person, obviously. Um, yeah, and I think that I think sometimes the remote can access some subconscious things that we would block when we're there in person. You that's know, that, it. that piece of our brain that goes, this is weird kicks in and blocks it. But when we don't really know it's happening and it's all happening energetically and remotely, we don't have that logical brain jumping in to, to sabotage us. <laughs> yeah. And I was just thinking when you were talking a minute ago, um, it's amazing, um, you know, like the experience you had in that, that breastwork session that um, trying to explain that to someone obviously would, would blow their mind. But yeah, I think um, I think the thing for us as humans, we need to learn to get out of our own way and just let yep. things flow. And the minute we can just let go and do that, we'll get experiences like what you got. I think so too. I think that we we shut out a lot because we're afraid or we're embarrassed or we've taught ourselves that it's it's not something that we should do or, or religion says or the community says or whatever it is. Um, I think we shut out a lot that we, we don't necessarily need to. I think we deprive ourselves of some amazing experiences. But I think there's times in our lives when we're more open to it. You know, mm. Had I done that breathwork immersion five years before, I probably would have been like, this is crazy. I don't ever want to do that again. You know, I, yeah. I may not have been in the place to do it. And so I think that if we learn to live from our intuition, if we learn to go with the flow, like you said, we those things kind of fall into our laps. We kind of find those, those they find us more mm. than we find them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If we make cool. ourselves more receptive, those things that we need will find us. Yeah. 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 And then we just have to be open to try it and know that, you know, obviously not everything we try is going to resonate. Not everything we try is going to be something we want to try again, but, <laughs> but we learn from everything we do try. Now I can tell Jennifer, just by the way you're talking, you're super passionate about this. And um, so I'm curious to know, what is your mission in what you do? My mission in what I do is to help people have those amazing, intense spiritual experiences and also integrate it with, quote unquote, normal life. So I want to make it more open and I want to make it, I want us to less have the response of this is weird, but you know, I would like it to be, you know, a little bit more, I don't think it's going to be mainstream in my lifetime, but I would like more people to be open to it and not afraid of it. And and the ones who are to be able to go back and say, well, you know, I've got to go to work on Monday, but 
I'm this divine goddess going to work on Monday <laughs> instead of, you know, just uh, I've got the punch the clock. So yeah, bringing that together in life, that's kind of my mission. And I guess when you kind of, oh, I hate to use this word because it, it is is it is such a buzzword, um, but um, when you do become a more enlightened being, um, it does change the way you interface in normal life. Um, like, you know, I also work in a, in a corporate job in government and I've picked up the nickname Zen B uh, because of the stuff I do outside of work. <laughs> so yeah. it does change the way you look at the corporate world. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely changes your perspective and your priorities and what you value, how you uh, react to people mm. and, you know, what you put out also. But then I think the more of us that there are out there in, you know, jobs that aren't so spiritual, the more that it, it gives light to it for other people. You know, the people in my job, when I started telling them a little bit about what I do, it's like they think I'm a ghost hunter or something because that's what they see on TV. So they'll be like, you know, on, on Ghost Adventures last week, you'll love this. And I'm like, no, actually, that has nothing to do with me. But now we can have a conversation about it, you know, and now, now they know what it is. But shows like that do, I mean, as silly as they can be, they do, you know, bring some things to, to conversation, mm. to open conversations with people. I was just, I was just thinking you probably have some very interesting dinner parties. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, in the work that you do, what would you say has been the biggest challenge and how have you overcome it? Um, Well, one big challenge that I find with coaching clients is they, when people come and they want me just to fix them, you know, people wanting a quick fix Mm. or the answer, you know, I want to know my purpose in life. Tell me what my purpose is. Well, you're going to have to find it and it's not going to be easy. And I I think, you know, um, walking people through the struggle is, is a challenge always, especially the people who are resistant to the struggle, who don't want the struggle, who just Mm. want you to do it for them. Mm. And that's it. Um, you know, in this kind of healing, you got to do the work. You can't just show up and expect things to be right. Um, you've got to go through those dark nights of the soul. You've got to do the hard work um, yeah. for change. And that's how, yeah, that's how you change. That's that's the only way to change is walking through the fire, mm. you know. And I cooking is, is something I would love to do. I, I thought it, this actually came to me in a, in a shamanic breath work um, one time of, of retreats, and I thought it would be amazing to have these retreats with people coming together and cooking and doing the elemental stages of transformation, the preparation and the planning and then the, the doing and then the fire and then enjoying the meal. And it's all kind of those same stages that we go through. We have mm. to prepare for what we're going to do. We have to take action. We have the really crappy hot fire part. And then we have that piece at the end where we can enjoy it. So I think that would be cool to do some post-COVID world day. <laughs> oh, that sounds so cool. Sign me up. I mean, um, <laughs> Now, I want to ask you, uh, can you define what being ethical means to you? Uh, Being ethical, I think that in in what I do, it's a lot of making sure that I'm transparent with people, making sure that that they know what the work is going to involve and that they know um, what's expected of them and what's expected of me in that also, you know, letting them know what's possible and what's maybe not possible or, or I haven't seen the possibility yet, I'll say. Um, and I think that there's a, a responsibility to, to 
be ethically aware of the environment, of the um, the animals around us, the community. You know, it's it's all shamanism. Like I said, is all about oneness. Mm. So there's an ethical responsibility to support everything around us as much as there is to support ourselves. Mm. And that's, um, I guess, probably uh, what gravitated me to having you on the podcast actually was um, that's probably where we align so well. And I guess if you listen to my intro, it's all about um, collective change and, and this mission of collective change. And when we do that, we collectively become one. So yeah. it's about that change in consciousness and, yeah, being one um, on, on one planet. Um, so, yeah, there's there's no coincidence that you're here. <laughs> never. There's never a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you were saying uh, you're doing the uh, the breathwork facilitator training. Um, what other things have you got in the pipeline? What, what else is coming for you? Um, so shortly after that, in the mid-November, I'll be launching a new six-month program, and it'll be a group training program. So there will be weekly breathwork immersions as part of it mm-hmm. so that people in the in the group have a chance to go through that deep immersive um, experience as often as they want to in the six months. So if they decide it's too intense, they don't want to do it every week, they can take a break. You know, they're busy. They have something else to do. It's on their schedule, but that opportunity is there weekly. And each week we'll learn things like um, a w- breathing through the chakras. Each week we'll learn each chakra, do a breath work, and you can see, you know, does that have any wisdom that you need to listen into or, or think about or experience? And um, breathing through those, those changes, the transformational stages and learning things like gratitude practice and how to feel joy in your body versus fear in your body so that you can learn your inner critic versus your inner guidance a little bit better. Mm. And, and kind of the goal of that six months is for, you know, conscious awareness and better, better self-awareness, but also transformation in whatever people are working on at that time. Oh my God. Sounds amazing. Um, with the breath work, I meant to ask as well, are, are you planning on being able to do that remotely? Yes. Yep. Yep. We can do that on zoom. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, sign me up for that too. Um, <laughs> This isn't going to be the last we're talking, obviously. Um, so, um, yeah, if people want to find out more about you, Jennifer, and, and what you're up to and uh, how to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, I have a website. It's lightenyourspace.com. Um, the best way really to connect and see how I work and get right in there and be interactive right away is on my Facebook group. So if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash shine every day as all one word. So facebook.com slash groups slash shine every day. That's my group. You can join that. And I go live every Friday. Um, not very Australian time friendly. It's 1230 <laughs> Eastern time. Um, so unless you're up at 2am, you're probably not going to catch it live, but you can catch the replays. And I do meditations and tips. And we've done some um, drum journeys, which are not the same as, as the breathwork journeys. And little things like that. It's usually maybe 15 or 20 minutes. But people in the group are welcome to ask questions, make requests. What do they want to learn about that week? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I'll be launching that six-month program too. All right. So shine every day. That one's cool. Yep. Yep. All right. That's how you'll find it. Yep. Okay. Cool. Now, I have the last big question for you, Jennifer, and I think you can enjoy this one. 
What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I would love to see people being more um, self-aware, not not avoiding things. So I would love to see people take the time to be still, to listen to their inner guidance and to live from it more. I think if we all really listened to that inner piece of our soul and honored it and lived by it, we would all be in a better place. Oh, love that. Love that. Well, Jennifer, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the ethical evolution. It's been an absolute joy to have you here. Thank you, Bindi. It was fun. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's his dad. No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electric acid.